Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me again on the Word Podcast. Just thank you for your faithfulness and hanging out with us. Uh, as always, you know, if you feel so inspired, uh, pass the Word about these times together. I know folks use them in a lot of different ways, some as they're traveling. Uh, that's the reason I sort of have the, the time that I have on it is because um, uh, the 10-minute time, that's about how long it takes to get across town where we live. <laughs> and I know there's other folks that uh, as they're jogging, as they're exercising and things like that, they uh, listen to this time. So anyway, I thank you so much. <clears throat> I want to go to where we were last time we were together in the Gospel of John. In the seventh chapter. And as we've seen, uh, the resistance to Jesus has intensified and it's getting more and more serious. The Jewish leadership had already decided they wanted to do him in. Okay. Uh, now the people are wondering who he is. And they were saying, you know, well, is the Messiah going to be any more like this man right here? He's done all these great things, but he's from the wrong place. You know, Christ isn't coming from Galilee. They didn't know that he'd been born in Bethlehem, though they knew in verse 42 told us that they knew that uh, Messiah would come from uh, Bethlehem, the village where David was born is where they described it. So there was division among the people, and some wanted to uh, seize him, and some uh, just wondered what was going on. Well, you know, the Jewish leaders had already sent officers to arrest him. So the officers returned, and, <laughs> and the, uh, the Jewish leader says, okay, where is he? And the officers, their reply was, uh, you know, uh, never has a man spoken the way this man speaks. Well, then the Pharisees went ballistic on him and says, are you kidding? Have y'all been led astray too already? And then they get all pious all over him. Verse 48, they said, no one of the rulers or Pharisees has believed in him, has he? Well, you know, we don't know, but I highly suspect that there were some that were starting to believe. And I know Nicodemus was one because at the very beginning of the Gospel of John, Jesus has that encounter with him in John 3. And now Nicodemus is about to speak forth. So whoever's doing the speaking right here for them is thinking that they're all together in unity and their resistance and their desire to kill Jesus. But that wasn't true. We know much later on, after it's all said and done and Jesus is resurrected, that the scripture tells us that not a small number of the priests believed, which means a lot of them did because they knew the truth and they believed. Now listen to verse 49. This is what the rulers were saying. None of us have believed, but this crowd which does not know the law is accursed. And that's where we left off last time. That they're sitting there talking down to the people like that. Now they're not talking in front of the people, I don't think. They would never say that, but that's how their real heart felt toward the people. They're just saying, oh, these people, they don't know the law. Okay, they're just foolish. They're just a curse because they don't know any better. Not even considering that they are the ones that have the responsibility of teaching the law. And if they're sitting there saying they don't know the law, that's just reflective of the fact they haven't been doing what they're supposed to be doing. So verse 50 says this, Nicodemus, and then in parentheses it says, he who came to him before being one of them. So we know from this verse right here that Nicodemus is one of these religious rulers, one of the Pharisees. And so John is clarifying that it's the same Nicodemus that we encountered in chapter 3. So Nicodemus said to them, Our law does not judge a man unless it first hears from him and knows what he is doing, does it? And so what he's doing, he's trying to draw them back 
from this mob mentality that, that they were having as religious rulers. And he's saying, our law doesn't allow for this. We don't act this way. We don't behave this way, do we? Well, watch what they did. Verse 52. They answered him, you are not also from Galilee, are you? Search and see that no prophet arises out of Galilee. And so what was their response? Their response is the usual response that you get from this type of mindset, that you get from these kind of men. We see it within political realms a lot, okay? And it's actually sort of easier to pick on the political side of it and to acknowledge it and look at it. But let me tell you, folks, it is rampant within the organizational church. Rampant. And the, what the response is this. It's an ad hominem response. They attack the individual. So what they say? Nicodemus comes and says, hey, you know, our law doesn't judge a man unless we first hear from him. They had not heard from Jesus. They had not said anything, and they're wanting to kill him. Okay? And so we need to hear from him and see what he's doing. Their response was to attack Nicodemus and say, oh, are you from Galilee too? Because, you know, they're painting Jesus being from Galilee and that's uh, just use whatever negative thing is in your mind from where somebody's from. Okay. That's what they were saying. And then they say, search and see that no prophet arises out of Galilee. They're saying, are you from Galilee too? In other words, you're acting like that. You believe like that. And then they get all pious on one of their own, you know, say, oh, go search the scriptures and see that no prophet arises out of Galilee. They did not want to deal with what the issue is. They did not want to see the truth. All they wanted to do is to get Jesus out of the way. And let me tell you what, folks, it's the same thing today. For the most part, you can't even have a substantive conversation with many, many leaders or supposed leaders within the body of Christ. They immediately just go all ballistic on you or they'll immediately just turn you off, immediately just depart, whatever it may be. This chapter closes with an interesting little thing, and it's in parentheses. You'll see, uh, well, really brackets in the New American Standard and the ESV. And what that normally means is they'll say, uh, okay, it's either not in a lot of the original documents or some of the uh, most reliable documents we have is not there, or they'll say something like this. Uh, some translations have it in the next chapter. It's just something like that. This verse says this, verse 53, everyone went to his home. <laughs> So they have this confrontation, and then it just ends, and then it says, and everybody goes home. Well, we'll pick up over in chapter 8 <laughs> what happens next time, okay? But you see the division that is taking place that is caused because of Christ. And you say, well, I'm glad we don't live in those days today. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. Because I've got news for you, folks. I mean, I've, just, I've lived this too much. I've got news for you. If you speak the Word of God, it will bring division. If you preach the Word of God, it will bring division. If you really believe it and you seek to live it and move within the power of the Holy Spirit being released in your life, it will bring division. If you just seek to read the Word of God, you wouldn't believe how much division that brings. And people say, oh, it can't be true, not in the church. Oh, folks, it is totally true. Just watch. Just watch how things are handled. You know, it'll look really good on the outside. Okay, it looked good on the outside, but on the inside, as Jesus said, it's just whitewashed sepulchers, just rotting tombs, okay, in the way that we do things. It's nothing new. It's the same problem. When light comes in the world, it reveals the darkness. When the truth is spoken, those that are of the, uh, 
evil will resist that truth and they will do it in pharisaical language and pharisaical actions. The good news is the Lord's victorious. The good news is the truth is the truth. We can rest in it and we can rejoice in it. So I encourage us to do that. Again, I'm Dale and I'll see you again next time.